Hello friends, welcome to the podcast. I hope your day is treating you well. I am spending this quarter writing my book, which means that we are posting a few of my personal favorite episodes from the last year. This episode originally aired earlier this year, but I'm wondering if you got a chance to listen to it. If you're interested in the book, you can be one of the first people to know when it goes live by signing up for our newsletter list at clubenneagram.com. For now, thanks for being here and let's get into the episode. I am Sarah Jane Case and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Friday. I hope your week is treating you well. Today we are discussing how I set holistic goals, but first today's rosebud and thorn. The rose is that I brought my favorite coffee creamer to the office and I also have like my favorite iced coffee there now and that paired with my Enneagram and coffee mug is just like such a fun coffee experience and I am really excited. I'm, I'm heading into the office right now to have that coffee and I'm thrilled. If you're wondering, my favorite coffee creamer is the Chobani creamer, but the sweet cream flavor specifically, it is so good. My thorn is, honestly, I'm having a hard time finding the right place to record podcasts just to get the sound right. So sometimes it's a little bit echoey, a little bit tenny, and I just really appreciate y'all sticking with me on that because we're working on it. We're trying to figure out kind of the best way to do this because like we've talked about before, I live in like a two bedroom apartment and we have a nine year old. So recording at home is like a very rare thing. But then recording in the office means I'm recording in kind of a tinny space, I think. So we're navigating that, which brings me to my bud, which is actually we're doing a really fun. Fun is a is a subjective word in this situation, but what I think is fun tracking things. So I have kind of a podcast tracker that I share with my assistant, Jenny. And every time I record a podcast, I'm just kind of marking it where I recorded it, what mic I used so that we can track where the best sound is. And I'm a nerd, so it's fun. I just really like data. (laughs) Okay, so the day that this goes live is actually my monthly planning day. I'm sitting down to reflect on July, plan for August, and I wanted to share with you one of the tools that I teach in my community, Brave Collective, and that I use for myself regularly to make sure that my goals aren't just focused on my career, but are open to all areas of my life. The tool that I use is the seven dimensions of wellness, and I'm going to get into what that is in just a moment, but first I want to tell you where this started for me. So I actually started using these in one-on-one sessions. I didn't use seven dimensions of wellness. I used kind of my own version that I thought I made up. And I would do it in one-on-one goal-setting sessions, and then that morphed into a coaching program, and and then I added it into my day planning service, and for a while, and eventually that morphed into Brave Collective. So the original method that I used to set holistic goals was four categories, your heart, mind, body, and soul. Heart being, you know, relationships to others and relationship to self. Mind being logistics, you know, money, time, work, body is pretty straightforward and then souls like who are you deep down and what's kind of who are you creatively and what is your creative expression i would prioritize these four areas of growth to balance out our tendency to really focus on just like one of these things it's 
easy to see that some folks hyper-focus on career goals while others hyper-focus on physical goals and tend to neglect the others. And the more we can pay attention to how we feel and how we want to feel in each of those areas, the more we can support ourselves from all sides, not just from one. So last year, I learned about the seven dimensions of wellness developed by Bill Hetler of the National Wellness Institute. And the seven dimensions of wellness is the idea that we need more than just physical health to be well, and that each of these elements of wellness impact each other. So if our environmental wellness is off, then it can make it harder to maintain physical wellness and so on. At times, we can improve wellness in one area by improving wellness in another. I love this because diet culture misses this so much when it comes to health. We think that eating as little as possible is health when in reality, people have emotional, environmental factors that play into what they eat, how they move their body, and often diet techniques actually lower the wellness in other areas of your life, making it harder to sustain any habit long term. So that's to say that like, even if weight loss were a goal of health, which you know I don't think, if that's hard for you to accept, you should listen to the episode that I did on diet culture specifically because it's pretty beautiful. And I think we all need a little bit of reminder that health can happen at any size. I'm a little sidetracked here, so let's get into what the seven dimensions are and how I personally approach each one. So the first dimension is physical wellness. This is the one that I really want to go into. Like, how do I think about this and focus on this? Because it's not about how my body looks. It's how my body feels and what my doctor tells me I need. So this is where we get into health at every size. If a lot of times we associate weight with health or how we look with our health, but we if we could just skip that piece of the puzzle and get into the actual things that we think being overweight will cause. So for example, we think people who are overweight struggle more with high blood pressure. Okay, how do we lower our blood pressure? Let's focus on the blood pressure and not so much on the way that we look. So that's how I think about physical wellness. I want to make sure that my blood pressure is in a good spot. I like for my blood sugar to be at a good place. I like to feel like I have energy to work out. You know, I have some like health complications going on now with my lungs and I like to tend to those in the ways that I need to. And I also want to feel good in my body. I want to feel like I have the energy to meet the day. I want to wake up with energy. I don't want to wake up like lethargic and grumpy. And so I want to make sure I get enough sleep and I listen to what kind of foods feel good on my body and I drink enough water because of how I want to feel. So that's how I think about the physical wellness. Then we get into emotional wellness and wellness here looks like being aware of and able to manage our emotions. So we have a realistic and generally positive view of ourselves, others, and our circumstances. At this stage, we also feel equipped to deal with the stressors that life throws our way. Like Yes, that's hard, but I can handle it. All right, our next area of wellness is spiritual. According to Riki, I hope I'm saying your name correctly, spirituality is the life we live inside ourselves versus the life we live outside ourselves through work and play and family. So although spiritual wellness can certainly be obtained through religious practice, spirituality is much broader, right? And involves learning how to be more forgiving, grateful, compassionate, kinder, less judgmental. Then we get into intellectual wellness, and this is simply, am I committed to learning and actively engaging and learning new things? 
Then we go into environmental wellness. This was actually added later on by other people who kind of built on what the original creator built. Like he started with six dimensions of wellness and this was the seventh one that was added on. I think this is a really important one to keep in mind because many say that this is simply about being outside. Like, okay, go outside, get it fresh air. And that's not what I think is really important. I think it's important that we consider who we surround ourselves with, who is speaking into our lives, who we follow online, what our house feels like, what does our like surrounding environment feel like? Is it clean? Does it feel like I can wake up and do what I need to do in there that day? But also class, like how much money am I making? What are my circumstances? Racism, homophobia, limitations put on us by our environment, both our home environment, who our friends that we surround ourselves with, but also our cultural environment. These impact all of the other areas of our lives. And if we neglect that, we're missing a large chunk of the conversation. Our last one is occupational wellness. So this is simply, is your job fulfilling? Is it emotionally and creatively fulfilling? Is it providing the stability that you need or crave? And it's not limited to paid occupations either. It's any role that you play in your life, whether that's wife, mother, father, child, volunteer, anything. Do you feel fulfilled by the role that you are in? And are you supported and does it feel stable? So how I use these dimensions and how I'm going to be using them today and how you can use them if you want to do this with me is first I do an assessment of how I'm feeling in each of these areas. How do I feel in general but also what's working and what's not working. And then I do what do I need to make them more functional. So if it's what's not working how can I make some improvements here. Then I say what is easiest right now? Which area of wellness do I have the easiest time doing well? And then which one am I finding the most challenging? And is there a creative solution? And are the areas that I'm finding challenging connected to each other? Is if my environment is challenging and my emotional health is challenging, does my environment need to change to make my emotional health more of a priority? Or does my emotion, do I need to find support emotionally in order to enjoy my environment more? And finally, where can I lower or raise my expectations? Meaning there is some degree of accepting our current circumstances that may require us to say, okay, I actually need to settle a little bit here and lower my expectations for myself, but also for the situation. And then there are times where we need to say, whoa, I have way too low of expectations for myself or for other people. And in order to improve health here, I'm going to need to raise the bar a little bit. So that's what I'm going to explore this month. I hope you guys decide to join with me. If you do, tag me on Instagram and let me know. But I hope this helps you to think about your goals and your wellness in a more holistic and understanding way. If you enjoyed today's episode, you know I want to hear from you. Let me know by leaving a great rating and review in iTunes because we need them. That's what the podcasters need. It means a lot. It would mean a lot to me if you chose to do it too. Thank you. And as always, I'll see you on Monday for the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.